Hello everyone, this is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Mark Kuznez, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This is episode 5, Castlevania. Just Castlevania. The very first Castlevania, which originally came out on the Nintendo Entertainment System, also known as the NES, or by some weirdos out there, the NES. But we won't talk about them here. No, it's okay, you can call it whatever you want. I referred to it as the NES, and I'm going to stick with that. But this is my first time finishing Castlevania, and the reason why I went back and chose this game is because I was originally going to play Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, and then I looked into it and said to myself, this reminds me a lot of the original Castlevania, and I knew this one was more of a throwback to the NES games, and then I read that it is more of an homage to Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, I believe it's called, and I never played that, and then I thought, well, before I play that one, I should go back to the very beginning and start it from where Castlevania started, with Castlevania. And so, with the acquisition of an NES Classic recently, I thought, there's been no better time than now to go back and finally finish Castlevania, because I've played it many times, but I never even got past the first boss, and I don't really have a good reason for that, because the first area and the first boss are pretty easy. It changes after that, but the first area and all that is pretty straightforward, and the the fun thing about going back to Castlevania is that you can see the DNA that has made its way through the entire series, at least the, the side-scrolling ones, was there right from the very beginning. You know, things change with, say, Symphony of the Night and the the format and structure of the games and all that, but some of the base enemies and just the, the overall feel and vibe of it was there from the very beginning. So I, I played Castlevania and I finished it, and I will say right from the start, I don't know if I would have been able to finish it today or when I was younger without save states because it is an incredibly frustrating game and I understand the reasons why given that it is if you take away all the times you're gonna have to restart areas or boss fights or what have you it's probably about a half hour maybe 45 minutes somewhere in that range so elongating that process via frustration and annoying enemies and patterns that I'm sure you can recognize that you'll see something like, oh, this is, it always does this. I don't, uh, in, in my three or so hours with the game, I didn't come across any kind of noticeable pattern with the flea men who in other Castlevania games are annoying they're what they are they are fleas they are bugs they are gnats they are just these annoying little things that don't do a lot of damage but they just can overwhelm you with numbers and if you lose your composure you can not die usually but you can you can take a good amount of damage from that just because you you let them get to you you just lose your composure but in castlevania all the enemies do the same amount of damage so a flea man which was just an annoyance but one you didn't really have to worry about in, in, in future games 
is awful. They are so terrible in this game. And and later on in the game, they start putting in these griffins that are flying around dropping flea men all over the place. And I think the next to last level or right before Dracula, the, the fight with Dracula, there is this area where the griffins are just coming in from both sides and they're just dropping flea men left and right over and over again. And I think there's a limit to how many can be on screen. I think they only will drop in three flea men at a time, but it just became an absolute nightmare. And the same goes with the Medusa heads. Medusa heads are really annoying in, say, Symphony of the Night, but in Castlevania, they just can become a nightmare, especially when they are coming in and you're having to deal with another enemy, the axe-throwing knights, and Medusa has her coming. It's like, I, I want to take out this thing, but I have to also dodge these heads that are just coming at me like crazy. And it just became so unbelievably frustrating, the, the experience. And I, at a point, questioned if I was ever going to finish it for this here episode, because... I was getting really annoyed with the next to last area. So the, the three stages, because every area is broken up into, I think, three stages. And then it culminates in a boss fight. And the one that ends with the Grim Reaper fight, I was not enjoying that experience at all. And I, I realized that dying and losing all your lives... Uh, makes you start over from the beginning of that area, not the, the beginning of the stage, which made it so much worse. And I utilized save states in that area to just get to the, the Grim Reaper. And I had one, I had, I had enough life left that I could, well no, I had enough life left that I was still alive, but one hit would kill me. So I, I defeated the Grim Reaper without taking a hit, which was a little annoying in part also because I had no magic ability with me at the time so that was a fun fight but overall despite it being very frustrating and I think Dracula is actually easier than Grim Reaper Grim Reaper might be the most difficult because the, the first real difficult boss fight would be the one prior to Grim Reaper, which is Frankenstein's monster and oh, an invincible Fleeman that is just hopping around throwing, I think, fireballs or something at you. And that one is just a little bit frustrating because this stupid Fleeman is just jumping all over the place. But all you really have to do is get up on the, the Frankenstein's monster and just brute force him. Just keep whipping the, the crap out of him. And if you have a good amount of health, which is not hard to get to that point with a full health bar um, it's pretty easy you just have to make sure you get a bunch of licks in on that uh, that their monster but the, the Grim Reaper fight is a bit frustrating just because he keeps creating these scythes whether uh, I think the max he can create is four and sometimes he won't immediately create them but then I'll create them very quickly after they've all disappeared and they're just like they could their 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 movement can be really scary um but dracula isn't that bad because 
He has noticeable patterns that are easy to figure out and deal with. His first form is one where he just throws these fireballs at you that come out of his stomach or whatever. He opens his coat and he flashes you some fireballs. And you just have to hit his head until the life bar goes down. Then he comes into his new form, which is super easy as well because I had the holy water, which you can get at the very last torch in that area. And I don't know if this is intentional or not, but you, you throw that at him in his giant, like, bat muscular dude form, and it freezes him for a short period of time, enough for you to get in typically two hits on him. So I just would hit him twice, throw that holy water, hit him twice, throw that holy water. He would eventually sort of, you know, move a little bit, and I would have to maybe take a hit or whatnot, but... It was a pretty manageable fight. The, the only thing that makes that one more difficult or, or just challenging in general is that he has these two forms, so you have to whittle down two life bars, and it just is more time-consuming, so there, there's more room for mistakes or frustration and, and losing your composure in those moments. But overall, it wasn't too terrible. And then when I beat it, you know, you, you can start over again, and it, it's harder at that point. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to do that, but, you know, I, despite the frustration, I still really enjoyed the experience overall because, that, like, I see that DNA in this franchise that I grew to love with the Game Boy Advance games, and then later on with going back to Symphony of the Night, I really love Castlevania, and if nothing else, the music is outstanding. It is my favorite soundtrack in any Castlevania game. And maybe that's just nostalgia speaking because I've heard these songs so many times in various covers and medleys and whatnot. Uh, the mini bosses do a fantastic little medley of Castlevania that I love. It's, it's, it's a great song to exercise to or go run into. But it's a solid but frustrating little game that is worth going back to if you're a Castlevania game and have never touched it just to see where the franchise started and if you enjoy the music it's still enjoyable to just go through these levels and hear them when you get to certain boss fights and the music changes it, it's exciting it's invigorating it's thrilling the music is so good and it is still some of the best video game music out there but um yeah, there's not that much to say about it other than that. It's frustrating. The enemies can be really annoying. But it's still a solid game. And it controls well. The only thing that was a bit weird for me is that... And this is all on me. I kept forgetting which button was jump and which button was throw my whip. And I don't know why. And maybe it was in part because I'm using an 8-bit Doe NES Pro controller, whatever, the wireless one that has four buttons like an SNES controller. And maybe I kept alternating between the three buttons on the bottom, essentially. And it was confusing me, but I was just like, wait, which one is which? And in moments where I was getting very frustrated with the game, I would forget what button did what, and then I would die doing something stupid, but... uh yeah, it's a solid but frustrating game and worth going back if 
for no other reason than just to hear the fantastic music that is sprinkled throughout the entire game. But that will do it for this here episode of Attack the Backlog. I hope you all enjoyed it, as always. If you would like to check out more, you can go over to pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Sausage podcast, among others, which are available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Of course, I'm your host, Mark Krishnez, and you can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. And if you'd like to watch the video of this here show, which I highly recommend if you're not already doing so, go over to youtube.com slash sausage and check it out there. And if you'd like to check out some of my art, you can go over to pxsart.com. And if you'd like to support the site in general, you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs. And as always, thank you for watching and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day.